Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, Isaias becomes a hurricane again just before landfall, and where is it going next? Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. Okay, today's episode is maybe about a half hour later than I would normally be recording it, but it did allow me to pull up the latest uh, radar image from the Wilmington, North Carolina radar, and that'll be uh, a nice starting point for this uh, podcast discussion. Uh, I've already posted uh, the radar uh, graphic from 8.42 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time from Wilmington, North Carolina, as well as the National Hurricane Center Best Track uh, and Track Envelope uh, projections for EZEAS. And so uh, I'm going to start basically right there with the radar graphic. And if you look south of where it says Myrtle Beach in white type, there's a little blob uh, in green with a little bit of yellow that uh, appears to be the approximate center of the hurricane at this particular time. It puts it roughly about 50 miles uh, east-southeast of uh, Myrtle Beach, actually more, I guess you could say, uh, directly southeast of Myrtle Beach and a little less than 60 miles south of the North-South Carolina border that you see there. Uh, you can see with a various color scheme there where you have greater reflectivity values. You're seeing uh, a lot of uh, thunderstorms, uh, very heavy downpours, maybe some hail. The red boxes on the graphic indicate uh, tornado warnings that have been issued, and this is something that occurs with many hurricanes, especially as they are coming on shore, is you get localized areas of greater rotation and you get at least some weak tornadoes. Uh, Occasionally, they're a little bit stronger than, than uh, what we call the enhanced Fujita uh, scale level 1, uh, but many times they are uh, level 1 or even just a little bit weaker and very short-lived, and that seems to be the case at this particular time. Um, also visible in the radar image, you can see uh, the various bands of thunderstorms that are wrapping around uh, the center over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, there's not as much on the south and western side of the storm. Uh, most of the activity that we're seeing is uh, in the uh, northern and eastern semicircles uh, associated with this particular hurricane. So. Why is it a hurricane at this point? Well, it's a hurricane uh, because, as I mentioned in last night's podcast, uh, the direction of the vertical wind shear that I had talked about uh, in previous podcasts was aligning itself more with the direction of the storm motion. Uh, the storm is basically moving to the north-northeast at this uh, particular time, and it will continue a little bit more of a turn towards a little bit more of a northeasterly direction as we go through the next two days. Uh, but with the shear aligned in the direction of storm motion, that is less of a problem in terms of the storm being able to continue to develop new thunderstorms, and in this particular case, that's actually occurring out ahead of the main center and it's still feeding the overall hurricane circulation. So 
the other thing that happened today is that this vertical shear actually reduced in intensity just a little bit. Uh, and that was enough to allow the storm to strengthen a little bit uh, through the afternoon hours and into the early evening hours. And as of uh, 8 o'clock, uh, Isaias was reclassified as a nominal Category 1 hurricane with 75 mile per hour winds. Whether it is picking up any additional uh, intensity as it's moving uh, over the warm coastal waters uh, approaching the North South Carolina border. Um, it's hard to say, but uh, it wouldn't uh, surprise me to see just a little bit more intensification as the system comes on shore. Uh, probably will come on shore as a Category 1 hurricane. Uh, it's moving about 16 miles per hour, and so uh, it's a reasonable bet that somewhere around midnight, maybe between midnight and 1 in the morning, it will come on shore probably somewhere on the, along the coast close to the South North Carolina border between Myrtle Beach and Wilmington, and then it will continue on across eastern North Carolina and southeastern Virginia as we go through uh, the day uh, tomorrow and, act, and beginning to accelerate in the afternoon, passing over Chesapeake Bay, uh, most of New Jersey, giving New York City a fairly close pass to the west, and then moving into New England uh, by very early Wednesday morning. Uh, given much of the terrain, it is expected to move over. Uh, once it passes New York City, uh, gets progressively more rugged, uh, uh, the, both the White and the Green Mountains in New England, as well as the mountainous terrain of Maine. Uh, it's expected to uh, weaken to a tropical depression uh, during the day on Wednesday as it continues through Maine and into uh, New Brunswick uh, and uh, southern parts of Quebec. So it stays a tropical storm a very long time according to the latest uh, National Hurricane Center models. And why might this be? Normally once a hurricane uh, comes on shore it tends to stay uh, and, and once it stays inland, uh, it tends to weaken uh, at a fairly steady rate. Uh, it does not normally stay as a strong tropical storm for very long, becomes a relatively weak tropical storm, uh, but in this particular case, it looks like it will potentially stay a, a, a tropical storm for at least a good 36 hours after landfall and especially the fact that it's only going to probably cross over water once uh, more, and that's the Chesapeake Bay. The reason for that relates to what else is going on in the upper atmosphere. And uh, I've talked in previous podcasts about this area of low pressure uh, that is, uh, has been approaching the eastern part of the U.S., uh, associated with that uh, upper low pressure are several smaller waves that are going to be passing fairly close to the center of Isaias uh, tomorrow and adding a little bit of uh, forcing uh, to allow for air to continue rising, thunderstorms to keep forming, and to keep the circulation from deteriorating as fast as it normally might after uh, coming inland. So 
This is going to be a little unusual of a case. Uh, often, when you have such interactions like this, the tropical system gets very quickly absorbed by the larger scale uh, weather systems. Uh, in this particular case, that doesn't appear like it will happen, and Isaias will maintain some degree of identity all the way into Wednesday afternoon before uh, really starting to fall apart, potentially holding together uh, all the way into Thursday afternoon into uh, uh, the part of its track where it's entered uh, Newfoundland and Labrador, actually, and the Labrador part of Newfoundland and, and Labrador in Canada. So it's just an odd alignment of the larger scale weather pattern with the tropical system that's going to allow it to maintain tropical storm strength and weaken relatively slowly. What does this mean? Given the circulation is still uh, partly going to be over the coastal zones, there's going to still be a potential for storm surge and over a large swath of the U.S. East Coast all the way from uh, the middle of the South Carolina coast uh, through the entire area of North Carolina coastal zones and the Outer Banks, uh, the Virginia Tidewater region, much of Chesapeake Bay, and including the uh, uh, Potomac Basin all the way up to Washington, D.C., uh, along the Jersey Coast, Long Island, uh, New England coast, all the way up well into to Maine, there, are, there is a potential for an enhanced storm surge as we go along. Uh, we'll have to see just how far west it goes uh, once it gets, gets past the Chesapeake Bay and uh, how big the circulation remains as to how much of a storm surge threat really exists north of Chesapeake Bay, Delaware Bay, and the New Jersey coast. Uh, that's something else to watch over the next few days. But for tonight, that's it for this edition of the Daily Bolt. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Uh, have a good night and stay safe. <laughs>